Welcome to the podcast where we keep it real, talking all things women on the Iconic Women Show with your host, Michelle Watson, author, founder, public speaker, and certified performance coach. Get empowered and inspired while learning about overcoming adversity, spirituality, life, and business strategies that will help you achieve your goals. And now, here's your host, Michelle Watson. And welcome to another episode of the Iconic Woman. I am just super thrilled to be bringing another episode to you and very grateful to have you tuning in. It's just awesome to be just hearing from you guys how much the the first two episodes have already inspired you and you're looking forward to listening to more. And I'm just grateful to God for giving me the opportunity and the privilege to be able to bring this podcast to you. So as you saw from the title, it says, the book is not closed. The book is not closed. Now, I'm going to go straight into it today. Because you see, when we were born, we were an empty book, ready to be filled with all of life's expectations. As a child growing up, those expectations, I guess, normally are extremely high. I remember for me, growing up as a child, how how I thought about my life. And so we become so oblivious to, at this stage, to the many dangers that surround us. You know, as children, we grew up, we, we grew up with this innocence, right? We grew up with this innocence that does not necessarily recognize straight away all the things that life has within it for us. We see all the bubbly, all the good things that can happen for us, but we don't see the other side. You know, we're we're innocent and free. And so therefore we live life with the perspective, I guess, through the eyes of innocence. If you if you should think back, like if you should think back, as you're listening to me right now, if you should just take this moment to think back now to your younger self, I guess you will be able to remember the many dreams and aspirations you had as a child. There, there was so much confidence that you were going to be exactly what you dreamt of becoming. And in this dream, there, there's no struggle. Like, like, let's keep it real, guys. We we didn't see any roadblocks in this dream or, or barriers to cross, or rivers to cross. We've heard Jimmy Cliff sing, many rivers to cross. <laughs> and we're thinking, what is this guy thinking of singing about? I know I heard that song growing up. I heard that song growing up and I just sang it. I just sang it without meaning. He's seen in the song he's saying, singing many rivers to cross. And for me, I'm just thinking about rivers, like the normal rivers that you see out there, the normal sea water. And in my head, I'm just thinking, in order for you to cross it, all you need to do is learn how to swim, right? <laughs> I didn't know the depths of what he was talking about until life started lifing. <laughs> life started lifing right? And that sheer bliss that we all, that I always thought about. And I guess for you too. So I'll say we, the sheer bliss that we thought about when we, we when we were thinking about our dreams and aspirations as young'uns, as they would say, young ones, we just, we saw it as being sheer bliss that we would go to school, learn the golden rule, study our books and do our exams. You know, like the, the greatest challenge or the greatest river that we had to cross back then was studying our books. That was it. Passing the exams so that we could please our parents. I remember growing up being fascinated about flying in the sky. And and so I told myself I was going to be an air hostess. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of you 
<laughs> have had that thought, seeing the air hostesses going through the airport with their cute outfits and pulling their little pullman or little suitcase hand luggage and just going through the airport. And I used to be like, yep, I'm going to be one of them. I'm going to be one of them, flying from one destination to the other. And then I thought, oh, better yet still, I was going to be the pilot taking people to their destination from one place to the other, taking them from point A to point B. Hmm. Now thinking about it, actually, maybe that maybe maybe there's some alignment in that with me <laughs> becoming a train driver, tra- train driver later on down in life because I, I I still ended up taking people from point A to point B. It just wasn't in the sky; it was underground. I went the total opposite direction. <laughs> I went the total opposite direction. How does one, how does one grow up believing that they're going to be a pilot flying in the sky and end up being a train driver? taking people underground. Like I did a 360. (laughs) I did a 360. And if we're being honest, at times that's what life does with us. Does a complete 360. Complete 360. We grew up thinking that we're going to be one thing and then we completely be the, the, the total opposite. Like before becoming a, a train driver, I was, I was into banking. I was in banking, I, I, finances, and it's weird, like 360 guys. Hmm. But you know what, this, this being a pilot, being an air hostess, that was just one of the many dreams, <laughs> one of the many dreams. He, he transitioned from that to so many other things, a computer analyst, so many other things. At one point, I wanted to be a disc jockey, like <laughs> disc jockey. I, I guess the, the closest I'm coming to that is this podcast. One of the things that I I will say is that either way, whatever it is that we dreamt of or we thought about, the the final outcome would always be one of success. In our mind's eye, it was going to be successful. Whatever it is that you, you told yourself that you were going to be, I'm sure that you would agree with me by saying, Michelle, 100%, I thought I was going to be successful at it. The truth, however, is that nothing really prepares us for reality. Nothing. You think about it, you go to school, you learn maths, English, science, computer typing, office procedures, all of these things. But the reality is that just having the dream does not make it real. Just having the dream doesn't make it real. And so we grew up as children with all of these dreams, but nobody really prepares us. When I say nobody, in some ways, some of us have been lucky enough to have parents that may have detailed certain things to us. Some of us, we didn't have that experience. We were just told, go to school and and, and, and learn and, and, and make sure you get a good job, get good grades and all of these things. And there is, there's still, a, there's, without, without us knowing that there's still a lot attached to that dream. That dream that we're thinking about, there's so much attached to making it possible. Most of us are told what we should become by our parents. But still the process of getting there is not detailed. <laughs> you, you are told, for example, for example, to be a lawyer. The process of getting there is not being told to you. The process of all the loops and the hurdles and everything that you're going to have to jump through is not told. It might be that you don't even get mental or or spiritually prepared for the journey that lies ahead. 
if we be very truthful and very honest, we're 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 taught the, the educational structure of things, but the mentally and spiritually preparation, the mental and spiritual preparation, I should say, sorry, is not necessarily given. And yes, we may get the best schooling that money can buy, but I'm sure that you would agree with me that the education system only really prepares to a certain level. And if there's some teachers that are listening, if you're going to be honest, you you will agree with me. If, you, if you're not going to be honest, I was listening to, I believe it was Steve Harvey. I was listening to a video with Steve Harvey and he was talking about the fact that he he gave a talk at a university and it was at a university or a college. And he said before he finished, the, the principal or the head of the of the institution that he was teaching came up on the stage and you know, kind of wanted him to stop talking because he he was saying things that she didn't necessarily want to hear because he was now telling the students like, listen, education is not all. You may end up going through uni doing all of this studying for this subject. But the truth is you may never even ever use what it is that you've learned. Because when society deals with you out there, when you when you enter into the real world, you may actually realize that what you learned in school was, was not relevant to what is happening with you right now. And so he was just sharing with them. He, he wasn't saying that education was not important. That's not what he was saying at all. He said he was telling them that education is important. However, life and life's experience is also very crucial and sometimes ends up being a lot more important than the education system. Uh, the, the, the head was not impressed. She was like, please, no, don't ever come back into my school or, or, or I can't remember if it was college or university and, and ever speak about that again. And he said, but I'm telling the truth. You know, I, I told you that when I come and I speak, I tell people the truth because that's what they need to hear. That is what is going to prepare them for their tomorrow. The maths and the English alone is not, it's not going to prepare them for tomorrow. The education system prepares you for a certain level, but life's experiences and reality prepares us in a completely different way, completely different way. In, in my previous session, I spoke about how I had gotten to a point where I attempted to take my life. And that was down to the fact that I couldn't see a way out, guys. Literally, I could not see a way out because I was focusing on the season that I was in at that moment. I was focusing on the season. I was focusing on everything that was happening to me in that moment. But but what I forgot is that seasons come and go. And what I just want to share with you, why I said the book is not closed. The reason why I actually said that is because seasons come and go. And if you're not careful, you will close your book of life because you think that that's where it ends. But it's not where it ends. It's just a season. It's just a matter of time before that season changes. And when I was in that moment, I wanted to close my book. I wanted to say the end, the end. And there may be some areas in your life where you're saying the end when it's actually not the end. It's actually a starting point of something new. I'm going to repeat that again. For some of you, there may be errors in your life. It may be even your own life that you're saying the end 
when actually it's not the end, it's the beginning of something new. You see, I didn't recognize at that moment that my, my the end was actually the beginning of, of another chapter of my story. So I just wanted to share with you that it's not necessarily the end of the book. It may just be the end of that chapter, giving way to another chapter being birth. And if you're not careful, you will write yourself completely off and close your book thinking that is the end of life. This is it for me. This is it. And accepting that this is it. When actually that is just it for that chapter. And there's another chapter waiting for you to open. And if you don't acknowledge, acknowledge that, you will actually end your life at the end of a chapter instead of the end of the book because the book is not yet closed. In all fairness, the book is not closed until God says the book is closed. The truth is we have to pull from the lowest moments of life to knowing the true purpose of why God placed here, placed us here on this earth. There's some things that happens in our life for us to pull strength from, for us to recognize our true purpose. My true purpose came from the pain that I went through. I became passionate about helping women. I became passionate about encouraging women, and not just women, individuals in general, but my focus has been mainly on women because I went through the pain that I went through. And every time I think about this, I think about a well-known biblical character. Our brother Joseph comes to mind. Joseph, aka the dreamer, being one of those people. Joseph had a journey that took him from being in a pit to becoming the king's chief administrator of Egypt. He was shown his future, like he was shown his future when he was a, a, a young boy. He was shown his future in his dream. But nowhere in, in that dream did he see the rough road he would have to pass in order to get there. God showed Joseph in a dream where he's going to be going to. God showed him the outcome, but Joseph didn't see the road that he would have to go through. He didn't see that he would have to be betrayed by his brothers. He didn't see that he was going to be thrown in a pit, sold, end up being in prison, accused of something that he didn't do, forgotten. He didn't see all of these things. And so you may be going through a process where God is taking you through a road that is preparing you for where it is that he's planned for you to be. And he knows that there needs to be some character, character traits within you that needs to be built. He knows that there's some muscles that needs to be strengthened in you. And so you may need to go through certain pathways of life. But to you, you have counted it as your book being closed. But God has seen it as a pathway being opened for you to strengthen you for where it is that he's taking you. You didn't see the betrayal that you would go through. Joseph was betrayed by his blood brothers. Blood brothers, and some of you are be, being betrayed by a friend and you're counting at the end. He was betrayed by his blood brothers. And, and for you, you're, you're, somebody in your sisterhood group may have betrayed you and you're counting it as the end. This man was betrayed by his blood brothers. He was sold. You may be going through some pit moments where you are fallen and you're calling it the end. And God is saying, if you just hold on, if you just hold on, I've prepared help for you. Don't give up now. The book is not closed. It's just the end of a chapter, not the end of the book. It's just the end of the chapter in your life, not the end of your book. Not the end of your book. 
You see, like me, I, I'm sure you never anticipated the many wilderness moments that you have experienced. I, I began to give up and no longer believe that my dream was possible. And so I thought my book was closed. The end. I did not even believe in myself anymore. And as I mentioned in the previous chapter where I shared a bit of my story, I had lost my identity. I completely lost who I was. I could not see, I could not look at myself in the mirror because the, the negatives that I spoke into my own hearing about myself was, was, was sickening. <laughs> but let me just share with you. Let me just share with you that more importantly, <laughs> I also found out who I truly was. I also found out my strengths and abilities. And as I mentioned, my purpose. If I didn't go through what I went through, I would not truly recognize who I was, who I am. I would have not truly recognized my strengths. You have to go through the motions. You have to go through the reps for muscles to be built. And so you have to go through the reps of life for those faith muscles to be built, for those strengths to be recognized, for your potential to be, to, to be recognized by you, for your belief system to shift in recognizing. Like if I went through that and I'm still here, still standing, then I have the ability to push for more. I have the ability to be an achiever. <laughs> Listen, the, the, the unfortunate truth is that the enemy uses those things to, to lie to us, to make us think and believe that we are weak. That's the reason why we're facing our difficulties and our challenging moments. But without the test, how do you get a testimony? Without the mess that happens, how do you get a message? When a building is under construction, it's not a beautiful sight. They're digging, they're digging the foundation and they're digging out dirt and everywhere it looks messy. Everywhere it looks messy, steel, cement, sand. All of these things are everywhere. If, if, if something is going through a demolition, you, you get all the dust and the dirt before you, the beauty is built out of it. And so right now you may be going through a demolition moment where there are certain things that need to be, there are certain things that needs to be broken down in and around you. There are certain friends that need to be removed and it may seem painful at that moment, but there's a demolition process that you're going through. Certain things that needs to be broken down in you, even your pride needs to be broken down in you. And so you have to go through certain avenues of life for that to happen. Because God knows that if he puts you in the position that he wants to put you in the way that you are now, you may just destroy that position. It's one thing to enter a room, but it's character that will sustain you in that position, in that place, in that room. And so he knows that there's certain things about you that needs crafting, that needs mending, that needs molding. That's why we are the clay and he is the potter and there's certain bits of us that needs cutting off certain edges that needs rubbing off i made the decision to turn my pain into a passion and that passion has also brought about great opportunities and profits for me 
I learned through it all not to be bitter or or use the past challenges as an excuse to give up. Many a times we use our past as an excuse to give up instead of using it as a reason to push forward. As a reason to fight for what is truly ours. I, I want you to think about this analogy with, with me for a moment. Just think about this analogy. Just one moment. Imagine getting a piece of land or, or, or a house as an inheritance from, from your father. And then out of nowhere, strangers or squatters come to want to claim it and take it as their own. Do you just roll over and allow them to take it? That's a question I'm just asking. Do you do you just roll over and allow them to take it? Or are you going to put up a fight? Are you going to start putting up wire fences to mark out and secure your land and, and take legal action to ensure that what you were given is not stolen? Or you're just going to allow them to just take control, take possession of it. So if you are not going to allow them, and if you're going to go down the legal route, and if you're going to put up all the wire fences and get the police and all of these things, my, my, my question to you is then, so if you would do all of that for a physical inheritance, how much more the inheritance from our father? God. Hmm. Let me let me ask that again. So if you're willing to put up a fight for the physical things in life, think about it. So many things that you get up and you fight about daily. You fight over daily. You have strength for so many people, so many different things daily. So my question to you is, if you would do all of that for physical inheritance, physical stuff, how much more the inheritance from God, our Father? We have been given dominion and authority. And at times, we allow the enemy to take and demand what we were given so easily without putting up a fight. So easily. The enemy comes, reaches for what it is that we have and we stretch it out and give it to him <laughs> without putting up a fight. We don't put up fences by speaking back the word of God into the situation. We don't take the necessary action to cover ourselves. The Bible tells us that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God came to give life and life in abundance. The enemy came to kill, to steal. Listen to that word, steal. He's come to steal. The way I look at it is like this. Let's say you have two houses and a professional thief. I'm not talking about a petty criminal or a petty thief. I'm talking about professional thief. <laughs> a, prof a professional thief approaches these two houses. I want you to picture this. You have two houses and a professional thief comes along and he only has time 
he only has the time to go into one of those houses. One of the house, it looks fabulous on the outside, but there's nothing, there's nothing valuable going on on the inside. There's just a, a little 30 inch, 32 inch TV on the wall. And there's like sofas and nothing of great value. But in the other house, even though it doesn't look that immaculate and stunning on the outside, when he looks through the window on the inside, he's seen equipment, he's seen laptops, he's seen on the counter just laying there, you know, an expensive watch, he's seen a diamond ring and he's seen all of those things. He's seen gems, he's seen valuable things that he can go and sell. Now speak to me. Tell me, which one of these do you think this professional thief would go in? If you were the professional thief, you tell me which one you would go in, A or B. A being the one that doesn't have much valuables inside of it. It looks good on the outside. It looks good on the eye, but inside of it, there's not much valuables. Or B, the one that is just an okay outside house, but on the inside, there's so much valuables. I don't know about you, but if I'm a professional thief, I know I would be going into B. Because even though it doesn't look exquisite on the outside, on the inside, there's valuables. Valuables. So this is it. You may be wondering, Michelle, why, why, what's the point of this that you're mentioning? This is how I always picture my life. When things of challenge arise and things come to break me and to tear me down, I always say to myself, it's because the enemy has seen something valuable in me. And I want you to tell yourself that as well, because the enemy has seen something valuable in you that he wants to steal, that he wants to kill, that he wants to break away and chip away at, because he knows that if you recognize that you have this, these gems in you, how much you could use it to help others and to build God's kingdom. And so he wants to rip those out of you. And that's why one of the first things that the enemy attacks is our identity. Our identity, because he doesn't want us to recognize how valuable we are. And so he brings comparison. He brings doubt. He brings low self-esteem to tear down our identities, for us not to recognize the value that we have within us. See, we may be looking at ourselves from the outside, the outside view may not seem like we are carrying anything powerful, but God sees the inside. God sees the heart. He doesn't look at the external. We see that when prophet Samuel went to go to anoint the king, he was looking at the external. He was looking at the, the brothers that had the big muscles and the, 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 the handsome face and all of these things. And God stopped him and said, no, prophet Samuel, no, no, no. I'm not looking on the outward appearance. I'm looking at the heart. Sorry, let me calm down a bit there. It seems like I was going into a bit of preaching mode. <laughs> He says, I'm looking at the heart. And many times we're looking at our physical appearance and comparing ourselves to others, but we're not realizing that we are carrying some valuable things, some gifts and talents and, 
and, and, and, and hearts. Like I see some women that have heart for people. And the enemy just rips and nips and tears at them to the, to the point where they believe that they have nothing left. And they say the book is closed and it's not. It's not. I no longer regret or feel ashamed of my past. But instead I am grateful for it. I am grateful. I am grateful for the abusive relationship I went through. I remember first time when I used to say this to my family, they used to think like, how can you be grateful for something that broke you? But yes, it broke me, but it built something else in me that was so much stronger than before. That you have to understand that. Be grateful for what it is that you're going through now because you may, right now you may not be seeing how it's going to help you for your future and how you're going to use that to help other people. Be grateful for it. I am grateful because I can now see the woman it has enabled me to become. In today's society, giving up seems to be so easy. And loads of young girls and, and women have given up on themselves and the life that they desired because of the stumbling blocks they have come against. All those challenges they've come against on their journey, making the destination to no longer be in sight. And opens the door to weariness. The Bible tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so many people are walking around, so many women are walking around with anxiety, walking around feeling stressed, walking around feeling that my dream and my desire just needs to go in the bin because it's no longer going to be possible. It is possible whether you are an addict. Whether you have been raped, whether you grew up in foster home, whether you were abused, there is still hope. I always say once there is breath flowing through your nostrils, there is hope. There is hope. I always look at that 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 model. I don't know if you guys know her. I need to I need to look up her name. I knew her name, I've forgotten it, sorry. But there's this model that, you know, she, well, she wasn't a model. She was selling bread. I don't know if you heard, you, you guys have heard this story about the woman that was busy going about her life selling bread. And a UK artist, I think it was Stingy, uh, don't quote me, but he he went to do a, a video shoot. This has just come to mind uh, I didn't think about it before, as I would have done my research to just remember the details thoroughly. But he, I never forgot this story. Never. He went about, he, he was doing his music video and she was busy selling bread in the background. And someone saw her and said, oh my God, she's stunning. She is stunning. She is stunning. I want her to model for me. And they went back to that very country looking for her, found her, sorted out her visa, sent for her husband. Now she's a model, making money, no longer selling bread. Like, look at the split second. In that second, in that split second that the camera caught her, her life changed. Her life changed even before she knew it. And some of you, your life has already changed. God has already done a shift. But you've not seen it yet. It's not happened yet. And sometimes it's because you're expecting it to come in a certain packaging. 
as well. So because it's not showed up in the way that you, ex you anticipated, you don't believe it's yet happened for you. In a split second, her, li her life changed. You see, weariness brings about a dismay which leads to the death of not only your dream, but the real you. The real you, because here's the thing. The moment you stop living true to you and enter into a place of comparison because you think you are not good enough and you're doing all you can to be like someone else, to be like that Instagram chick, the real you has just died. I'm going to just put it plain and simple. The real you has just died because you, you have now entered into the life of someone else. Think about it. You're no longer living because you are, you're no longer living because you're living someone else's life instead of yours. You're living someone else's life instead of yours. I, I spoke about us being born an empty book and every day that we live, we are writing in it, right? Every day that we live, we're writing in this book. Every, every day that we live, we're writing another page in our book. Let, let's just, let's, let's think about life as being that. When we were born as babies, innocent, as I mentioned before, we were an empty book. And every day we are filling our life's book. So if you have now taken hold of someone else's book to write in it by adapting their life, adapting their lifestyle, because it looks rosy and good on the outside, then I guess that your one is then closed and empty. Think about it. If you, if you, have, a, if you have your book, and you stop writing in your book and take somebody else's book and start writing in theirs, then nothing continues in your book. And that's what I mean when I say, once the, mo the moment that you enter into comparison, your life, your life has ended. You see, in life, we can either constantly come up with reasons why we can't achieve certain things, or we can come up with the reasons why we can or have to. My blessings and what I have to give to this world is not for the enemy's taking. He better listen up. He better not get it twisted. It's not for his taking. I'm going to repeat that. And you should say it to yourself too. My blessings and what I have been given to give back to this world is not for the enemy's taking. He nearly got what he wanted, but God gave me another chance. And I can choose to allow the past to eat away at me or I can decide to make it fuel me to share my unique gift with others. And that is what I would encourage you to do. You see, I was making a decision to close my book when God still had a lot that he was going to use me to write in it. I was telling God that there was no more space to write. I was writing off this book as being useless. When God was saying, my daughter, that is only the first chapter. <laughs> the catalyst chapter is yet to come. The catalyst moment where everything changes is yet to come. But if you end on this chapter, then, you know, what happens with the catalyst chapter? The chapter where you will be using chapter one to inspire others has not yet been written. So do not close the book. The end is going to be greater than the beginning. The latter is going to be greater than your past. I don't know what it is that you are facing right now. And you may be saying, Michelle, you don't, you don't have a clue. But I, I want you to understand 
that circumstances come and they go. There will be a day when you will be able to look back in awe at your transformation. I look back at I look back in awe, guys, at my transformation all the time. And I ask myself, like, Lord, how did I get from there to here? And it's not for me to know or understand. That's uh, and that's the thing. We spend too much time trying to figure it out when all God is saying is just trust me. Just trust me. I want to share five tips with you. Five tips about not yet closing that book, not giving up. Five tips, just five. Five that has helped me. And that's how I want to end up today's episode. I just want to share these five tips with you. Firstly, your why. Your why to keep keep going. Do you have a why? Do you have a why to keep you going? Something that keeps that you can you can cement at the at the forefront of your mind to keep you going. And if you do have a why, my next question is: Is your why strong enough? Because whether we believe it or not, whether we like it or not, it's the unfortunate truth. Difficult moments are going to come. Difficult moments are going to come. They're gonna come. No matter, no matter what you do, no matter how rich you are, they're going to come. And many times when difficult moments come, what tends to happen is we tend to change and want to move the goalpost when the goalpost is not the problem. And if your why is strong enough, then you won't want to change it. When the why is strong enough, the how becomes easy. It can be super hard to stay motivated day in and day out in order to achieve and reach your goals. I have found this difficult for myself at times, many a times, but I've had my why to keep me going. The best way that I have found to maintain that, that persistent focus, many times people ask me, Mish, how, how do you keep going with all that you go through? How do you keep pushing? And, the, and it's just that I have a strong enough why. So you need to ask yourself, why are you doing what you're doing? If you've started a project, why are you doing it? Your why has to be strong enough so that when the challenges come, when the, when, the, when the anxiety come, when the difficult moments come, you keep pushing. Is it for your kids? Is it for your family? Or perhaps so you can live healthily and travel the world or to serve God and do work in his kingdom, whatever it is, your why has to be strong enough. And you have both, you know, you have to have both visual and mental reminders of your why each and every day. I've had times when I've woken up, I feel like I want to pull the sheet back over my head and I look up and I can see my why. So today I challenge you to focus on your why. And if you don't yet have a why, sit and think about it and write it down. Why do, for when those challenging moments come, what can keep me motivated? What is my why? What is the reason for my mission? Write it down, have a picture of it if needs be to keep it visual where you can see it. Because when your why is strong enough, you will find a way. So that's number one. Number two, be honest with yourself and others. Don't, 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 don't come out here presenting a fake Leonardo da Vinci painting. <laughs> right? That don't, that don't carry no value. That doesn't carry any value. Be real. When things are tough, be real. Have the right people so that when you're being real, 
they can speak back into you. Don't, don't, don't seclude yourself. Don't, don't, don't shut yourself away in a room because unfortunately this is where the enemy speaks a lot louder. Many times he wants you to pull away and be on your own. He doesn't want you to be encouraged. Be honest, be real. Don't try to become a, a shift maker by trying to make yourself be someone else because you don't feel comfortable with who you are. Be honest and be real with yourself. Am I being me right now? There's one thing that anybody that knows me knows. I'm, I'm, when I show up, I'm going to show up real. I ain't here to be fake. Fake Being fake is too much work because you have to keep up with your lies. I, have that, I don't have time to live that life. I have to remember what I said to Sarah. I have to remember what I said to Emiola. I have to remember what I said to Rihanna. I have to remember what I, what I said to Azerman. I have to remember all of these things. So imagine me telling Sarah a lie today and then going back and telling Rachel a different lie tomorrow. And then they meet up and we're having a conversation. They're like, oh, but you said so-and-so. And I'm having to try and keep up with that lie. I don't have time for it. Lead with authenticity. Share your weaknesses. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. There's nothing wrong with that. Share your hard moments. Share your real side. It will either scare away the fake people in your life <laughs> or it will inspire them to finally let go of their mirage called perfection. Walking through the desert and you're seeing this mirage and you're you're going along with it. And I believe it opens, it opens the doors to more important relationship and more honest relationships that you'll ever be a part of. I prefer to surround myself with people who reveal their imperfection rather than the people who fake their perfection. And that takes me into number three. Your circle of influence. Who do you have around you? According to Jim Rohn, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Check your phone. Who is in the favorites list? Who shows up? Who are the people that you're calling? If those people are negative people, then boy, hey. If all of those people are people that just pull away at you and just speak negative into your life, then you need to make it. There needs to be some changes in that phone contact. Do not expect to master not giving up if you're hanging around quitters all the time. Are your friends resilient? Do you have at least one resilient person around you that can speak some words of encouragement into you? Well, if not, it's time to start looking for some new people. It's time to start looking for some new people. I'm not even going to dwell on that too long because we're going to have a, we're going to have a topic around that. There's so many things that we have to talk about. Like, ladies, there's so many things that we have to talk about. <laughs> a shout out to any men that is listening as well. Because I know, I know there's some men that, you know, they like tuning into women's talk. And that's a good thing because it helps them to learn and understand the opposite sex. Number four, stay motivated. I know it's hard. It takes work. But what in, what in life comes easy? Motivate yourself every day. At least try to. If you're, if you're somebody that reads, it's important to read a book that's going to uplift you. If, you, if you're not somebody that reads, if you're, you know, book is not your thing, although I encourage you to read. I'm an author, so yes, I'll encourage you to read. Listen and watch motivational material. 
watching that 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 Instagram girl every night every day ain't, ain't doing nothing good for you. It's just making you more anxious. It's just making you be more disappointed with your life. Watch motivational material. Feed your brain with stuff that inspires you, not not things that tear you down. Not things that not things that's gonna necessarily remind you of of your past for you to look at it in a negative way. Surround yourself with anything that reminds you of why you have been, why you have to keep trying. You have to stay positive in this cynical world. It pays to be positive. Optimism is a wealth magnet. It helps you to shift perspective because trust me, life has nothing but, life throws so much negative at you out there. So imagine you, life is throwing negative at you. You go to work, work is throwing negative at you. Your boss is throwing negative at you. Maybe you're even getting some negativity from your partner and now you add you to the mix. Ha! Huh. As the Nigerians would say, chai. <laughs> That's a lot of negativity. So you have to feed yourself with some positivity, some, some something positive to keep you motivated. Number five, our final point. Taking a step back, taking a step back, pausing, pressing the pause button. Many of us don't know how to do that. Oh God, for a long time, I didn't know how to do that. Let me be real. I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to step back. And I believe in life. We do go through catapult moments. I always mention this catapult moment. I remember God giving me this word for someone laid this impression on my heart so deep for him. And I shared it with him. And I said, you're going to go through a catapult season where you're going to be pulled back. You're going to be pulled back so hard. You're going to be wondering what is it that's happening with your life? But that pullback is going to be for a massive shoot forward. Think about it. You have a catapult. The further back you pull it is the further it will shoot forward. And there's times when you have to take a catapult moment where you have to pause. You have to pull back. You have to pull back. Before this podcast, a lot of people didn't hear me for a long while. I used to go on social media, on Facebook, and do a lot of videos and motivational things. And it became a season where I needed to pull back. I needed to pull back because it allows you to gather strength and and wisdom for the next steps. Resting is a weapon that many fail to use. Many of us, I was one of them. I'm guilty. I can hold my hands up. I'm guilty. I was one of them. Resting is a weapon many, many fail to use. And it's just so important. And I want to just end by saying this to you. More importantly than any of those points that I just shared, I want to say to you, do not do not quit. Do not quit. Do not close the book. It's, it's, it's not yet time. It's not yet time. A delay is not a denial. And you may be saying, Michelle, I've been going through delays all my life. But still do not quit. Do not close that book. Yes, there are times when things don't go our way. Some days everything seems to go wrong. During these moments, it's it's, it's okay to pause. It's okay to reflect. It's okay to cry. It's okay to shout. It's okay to just take time out. But it doesn't mean that you have to completely stop. Regain your composure and proceed and try again. The book is not yet closed, ladies. It's only another page turned. 
God is faithful. He promises he will never leave us alone. He's a promise keeper. He's a covenant keeper. He's the river that never runs dry. Never runs dry. I want to end with one of my my favorite scriptures in Isaiah 43. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not oversweep you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord your God. I want you to notice one thing here. It didn't say if you pass through. It says when you pass through. It says when you walk through. When, not if. That means it's inevitable for you to go through. That means it will happen. It will happen. And he has promised us. He has given us that that confidence in knowing that even when we're going through our deepest and darkest moments, that he is there with us. Even when we don't feel it, even when we can't, we can't say for definite, like God, you are here because to you, you feel as if you're on your own. He is with you. He will never forsake you. And I can boldly say today that I am only standing because of the grace of God and because he kept me. He kept me so that I wouldn't let go. He kept me so that I wouldn't shut my book. He kept me. He kept me so that I'm here, able today to share these insights and encouragement with you. And so you never know where your path will lead you. And maybe you're going through the demolition moment right now where everything looks messy around you. But know that beauty comes out of the mess. Know that from a caterpillar comes a beautiful butterfly. And that's my encouragement for you today. I do hope that you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please do share it with your friends and families. Please do share it with your friends and families. Feel free to follow me as well on social media or Instagram. I am Michelle Watson. And I look forward to having you on the next episode of The Iconic Woman. And as I always say, you go out there and you stay blessed. Thank you for tuning in. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Iconic Women Show. We look forward to having you again. So don't forget to subscribe and do the three R's. Leave your ratings, reviews, and recommend to your family and friends.